Good evening, my friends. Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It's Thursday. It's been a beautiful day. I've been inside for most of it, but I I can see. <laughs> and I was out. I got, you know, kind of an abbreviated day today. was able to sleep in because we covered all of our content in anatomy class for this module. Going to do a review on Tuesday for an exam on Thursday. And we're heading toward that downward slope in the semester. You have two new text messages. I got a... a, You know, several emails, correspondences from my students whom I I truly love dearly you know I love them I love them because I don't have to they don't have to come home with me right they're not they sit in their chairs they listen to what I have to say they nod off every now and then and I think they just know mostly that I'm a pretty passionate kind of zany guy that seems to love what he's doing and so they kind of love it too I think that's the key in leadership a lot of the time is you you have to be obviously enjoying what you're doing. You have to be passionate. You have to be like on a mission about it. And people will follow you because they want to feel like that too. Human psychology. And it's no bullshit, you know. Sometimes I've joked around... people who know me well, talking about how, you know, my office is kind of like the big top, and I'm like the ringmaster. It's a circus. Sometimes when I got somebody who's relatively new on the table, I'll say, you ever ever been in a place like this? (laughs) You ever see anything like this before? Because you got all kinds of characters coming in, dropping in, sticking their heads in. Everybody meaning so well. You know? I was talking with a friend yesterday who's in IT. Very bright person, very nice person, very kind. Works in IT, complains about it. It's tough work, it's hard work. You know, you're dealing a lot with people who. Have broken things and sometimes not even broken it's just that they don't know what the hell they're doing so you're always fixing things and working in computers and oh, I like computers maybe I'll work on that and there's opportunities and it's not hard work physically so maybe I'll be an IT professional anyway um, we started talking about IT things because I'm interested I always like to learn to hear and learn about what other people's lives are like and their work. And I said, ah, I got this little laptop. Maybe we'll get it. You know, it's like freaking a year old, something, year and a half, two years old max. And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe you could use a little slow. Maybe you could use some tweaking. I don't know. Would you ever work on things? I'm always. I honestly am always looking for people. All the IT people that I know, I am always looking for somebody who. God forbid I would have a, a computer problem, they would help me solve it, right? 
this person's very nice and kind. So let me take a look at him. Because, you know, when you do that shit for a living, you kind of want to help people. You want to see what they got going on and, 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 and demonstrate how extensive your knowledge is, how easy it is for them to help you. And so, my friend, I saw her yesterday and she popped her head back in. We talked a little IT. She goes, up. Oh. She booted it up and logged in. Saw how, you know, check the BIOS or whatever, the, the capacity of the PC and determined that it was, it could use some more memory. So maybe she'll help me get some memory. And I appreciate that. Really, I do. And I'm interested, I'm intrigued about how people know things that the general public do not know. But I'll be honest with you, I didn't really need my computer worked on. I wasn't trying to get anything for free or cause this person any trouble. I just wanted to honor them. I wanted to honor them. Because I like... I know how it feels to be honored for something you can do well. Like, somebody just contacted me and said, Hey, maybe you could carve me something. Somebody that I know and love and have shared time with. God, I'd love nothing more than to carve you something. You want me to make something, make some art for you? I love this guy. Of course I would love to make something for him. I want to make things. I want to experience things. I want to share my gifts with people. Picasso or whoever the fuck said it, some famous artist, eccentric artist said, our job is to, you know, make beautiful things or fulfill our heart's desire, amass talents and make art, make beautiful things, and then give them away. I can't afford to give them away, but somebody's charged somebody a reasonable price for something that they'll cherish for many years. So. I had somebody contact me earlier. Needed help. I'm their doctor, but they didn't need an adjustment. They needed somebody to be there for them. They knew that I was going to be, that I would be the type of person who, if I could help, I would. And they think more of me, perhaps, than I, they should. You know, I got a big heart, and I, I, I love to help people. I do. just for the principle of it, but the person called me and said the family member passed and was in the hospital and stepped out of the room and said, I gotta call Dr. Drill. I call Dr. O, see what he thinks, what, what would he do? And this is a person who has their own problems, struggles with their own problems, like we all do. And now something major, major blow has is affecting their family. And I just saw his mother today. Sweetheart of a person. God, how special is that? That someone would say, you know, while they're up against the ropes, 
while they're on the ropes in a battle, in a struggle of life and death or just dealing with something that they would get me Dr. O. Fucking live for that, man. I live to be there for people. Kind of like a handyman, a healthy handyman. <laughs> that could be a business, the healthy handyman, because I'm handy. I use my hands to work on you. And if you need something fixed or you need to understand something about part of your body or this condition or what, you know, how can I fix this? I'm like the healthy handyman. <laughs> I do odd jobs. I told you about the time that I had. I did. I sang back up. Person was is partially deaf. One of my patients. She's a sweetheart. She's partially deaf, and she teaches sign language. And I went and I sang back up. Sang means I. I went out there and physically. She taught me the physical moves to. Bon Jovi wanted dead or alive. And I did it, you know, some was behind her, and she, whenever she came in, I would show her the moves, and, you know, I charmed her with my genuine interest, the novelty of learning this thing, I thought, how fucking cool is that, the healthy handyman, I gotta commit that to, to memory. been such a beautiful week and I'm not gonna lie it was pretty I struggled this week you know maybe perhaps you heard that in my voice I struggled I struggled with my my motivation with my wake-ups and workouts I mean I trained a couple times now but I you know I want to train every day. I want to... I did some stuff in the office because I wanted to head home after a long day, but worked out a little bit in the office. But I, that physical, that, that action that I talked about, that causing an effect, I have. I've caused an effect on myself. It's almost like that little melancholy, that little feel sorry for yourself um, struggle was the activation energy that I needed in order to pull my head out of my ass. Isn't that interesting? It's kind of like how you get on a health kick and then you fall off the wagon and get a little nasty. And you realize, wow, I feel like shit. I talked to a guy earlier in the week. He said he hasn't worked out because he his shoulders are bothering him. So he took a few days off. And I said, how do you feel? He goes, like shit. Because <laughs> he's used to feeling, you know, 
toned and muscular and like he's like he's hungry, you know what I mean? Like he's working. Like he's got something to show for that. Like, you know what I'm talking about? You get a good workout in, you're like, yeah. You could be 300 pounds of, you know, half of that fat and you'll still feel like you're a stud because your muscles are popping out and you feel you walk differently, you carry yourself differently. Like you've done work and you could do more work. Look what I did. Your body's telling you, look what you did, man. Ooh, feel that soreness? Ah, I must have done something right. I must have really worked that in a specific way. But then we, we get a little nasty. Then we the weekend comes, we eat a cheesesteak. You have three new text messages. You know, we get through or fuck, we sleep in, we get nasty. We collapse on the couch and talk about how rough of a week it was. You know, whatever. And then Monday comes along, we're like, ugh. So I, I struggled a little bit this week myself. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you can say the same. That's part of life. And we hate that struggle, don't we? We hate feeling like we can't. We hate feeling like we we are stressed and we are fatigued and we are sick and tired. Don't we? can't, don't we, don't we hate that? But it is usually, hopefully, it is the, the secret ingredient to our growth. Right? To our healing, to our repair, to our rising above. That's so friggin', so crazy. It's almost like you know, like, you don't want to get, you, you want to recognize that. You want to recognize. It's important for you to say, all right, I've been sitting around all weekend. Man, we ate a lot of rich food, like after Thanksgiving. Oh, I can't wait for Thanksgiving. I'm going to work real hard during the holidays, make sure that I still train. You know, and then you eat all that food and you feel like a scumbag. And then that's the impetus to work off, work it off. It'd be nice to walk around like we're bodybuilders all the time, and when some pill comes out that produces that effect, makes us muscular, makes us lose weight, people will be taken out. We'll be all all like freaking bodybuilders walking around. Lose our guts, lose our freaking love handles. And I guess we'll, I guarantee you we'll replace that with something else another compulsion or another bit of sloth. Well, the healthy handyman's coming to the rescue. Come to the rescue of himself, thankfully, and all of you. It's okay to be a fucking nasty pig sometimes and to be feel sorry for yourself and to feel like, you know, your world is falling apart. All that matters is that you stick it out and you believe. That's right. The agnostic of the group of the bunch is saying that you got to believe. You got to believe in something. Got to believe in yourself. Got to believe in whatever your spirituality is, whatever religion, whatever moves you, whatever works, whatever your focal point is, believe in that shit.
you know, this afternoon I made a nice post. I, I think I'm pretty well written. I always say I'm a better writer than I am a speaker. I can look at it. And I can, I can read the error, the error in my ways and the grammatical fuck ups, and I can tweak them, and I can make it sound very poetic. And I've been doing that for a long time. Ever since I developed a love and appreciation for the English language teachers that helped me cultivate it, my family, some family members who were certainly influential. I've been able to write like that. Been able to splice words and sentences together and make it sound good, really good. Like I think, I've been told. saying here talking about how the fall and the rise and the valleys and the peaks and the losses they facilitate winds you know similar to like you know the whole underdog philosophy like like Rocky in a city of brotherly love downtrodden man in a wife beater t-shirt getting his ass kicked working as a bouncer in a bar as a leg breaker and the mob or whatever the hell he was up to and got his ass kicked nobody believed in him he didn't even believe in himself, right? Or maybe he did, but the only reason he did is because he was kind of stupid. But just stupid enough and just crazy enough and just passionate enough that he was able to pull it off. And as soon as somebody showed belief in him, like Adrian, you know, told him that he wasn't a bum and that he was actually a really good boxer and, you know, he could do anything. Kind of, He kind of made him feel like he could do anything. had a coach who didn't believe in him, but maybe saw something in him and watched him train and watched him spar and watched him win, facilitated, you know, cultivated this little kernel of this little fire, this little ember, and helped him nurture that into a flame. It's a philosophy. I'm sure it's many a boxer's story, many a whatever, successful person's story, and for everyone who didn't have something powerful like that, a powerful story, some sort of underdog tale, they'd probably tell one anyway, (laughs) you know, it's just so romantic, you think about your story. It's always got to be something like, I, uh, you know, I tell my story about Dr. Drill, how I, uh, the makings of Dr. Drill. I was a little 
Brooklyn kid and lived growing up in suburbia. I got in trouble and I was in with a doing stupid shit. I got in trouble and my mother said, listen, we got to get this kid on the right track. She, she liked how she had the fortitude as much as I give my mother grief or, you know, have my differences with her. She believed enough in me and cared enough to say, you know what, I want I want something to show you what your real potential is. You know, I want somebody, I want you to to rise above. bit on that, you know what I mean, I continue to bite on that notion, so, it's interesting, right, so, until you fail with consistency, like, really fail, you make a habit of it, think that you can always succeed, you can always win, there's always a possibility that you can rise up succeed, and I, was, I didn't look, I didn't have a terrible week, but, uh, you know, I, considering that I, I was, I'm so in love with that little, that notion from that book, right, that we're going to, it's so fucking common sense, I'm going to write my own program, I'm going to write my own program, nothing's going to get in my way. I'm not going to wake up in the morning and start thinking about all the things that, all the reasons why I could turn the alarm clock off or all the reasons that I, you know, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to let any of this bother me. Let my emotions get the best of me, you know. But they do. I think as long as you notice that when you self-monitor and you adjust. That's all that matters. Got to continue to fight like Rocky. Like the Eagles when right now they they suck pretty bad, but you watch. Eagles are rebuild and they'll put together a strategy. They've done it once, they can do it again. And then they'll fall off the wagon only to adjust on target and figure out what they need to do. They'll have other people come in. If they can't recognize it, somebody else maybe will come in and say, listen, you guys need to do this, that, and the other thing. Cut this guy. Put this guy in. Trade this one. You know, they have all these advisors, all these people that watch with a bird's eye view that have experience. So, um, So if the Eagles can do that, we can do that. I just find that very interesting. And you know, the week's not over yet, right? It's going to rain tomorrow. It's going to be Friday, which is a plus. The Friday factor is important. Because everybody is like, oh my God, I'm finally going to get to the finish line. The finish line of Friday. It's going to be wonderful. I can't wait. Be reunited with your family and get to act like a what you feel is 
normal, get all these little things done, I'll put the outside, I'll finish my bear this weekend and collect a nice payday, come home and work on my saws, put a plan together to, for a lot of things, like, I get excited for that, you know, for the weekend, just so I can get other shit done, so I can get work done that I haven't had the opportunity to, so I can rebuild. teaching bosses today, I teach at two institutions, so one of the, um, the doctorate program, I teach in the acupuncture doctorate curriculum, and I, I have to have, my, my boss has to do a, uh, rating or a survey or, uh, give me feedback about how I'm doing in the curriculum, I, I guarantee, I, I never look forward to it, nobody looks forward to receiving feedback, right, because there's always a possibility that it might not be good, and that would fuck with our ego, right, but we need, do need to know that to improve, right, so I know what mine's going to say, mine's going to say, oh, the students just love you, Dr. O, so you're very fun to work with, and you always good, give them good feedback on their, um, on the work that they do. Um, they do say that you're not very active on the discussion board and that sometimes the curriculum, there are links where they try to open them and, and it says, you know, this page has moved or something like that. That's the point of feedback, you know, surveys and all that stuff. But if you want to be, you know, if, if Rocky's got to listen to his coaches, right? He's got to listen to, the fuck with the guy's name. Little freaking old guy. Mick. Hey, Mick. Hey, Paulie. He, he might not even want to listen to Paulie, but Paulie, he probably could see some of the mistakes that... Rocky was making out there in the ring, and if you don't listen to people, then you're not going to be able to improve, so uh, I'll certainly listen. My boss is great, too, which is very nice. Got nothing but glowing feedback up to this point, but as I have said, you know, I, I do a lot of things. It is my ambition to to do a lot of things, to be very good at a lot of things. People have called me called me 
a renaissance man because I always got a bunch of things going on and I'm good at all of them. Oh. Only so many hours a day and so much time and energy, right? So I've been struggling a little bit with my teaching. I guess I've been feeling like I might be coming to the end of the road with it. Like I I don't don't have the time to really fully devote to it, and that's not fair to the students. It's not fair to me to, or anybody, to be putting so much time into this. Because I can't be good at everything, you know? Perhaps you know how I feel. Trying to multitask in a very stressful time. And with that, I'm home forward to having a nice meal. Saying hello to everyone. Recouping for the morrow. Shut the fuck up. And going after it. Sorry about that. Fucking annoying shit right there. I guess in, in closing, what I'd like to say is that... Um, You know, I'm in the ring. I refuse to stay up against the ropes this week. Even though it hit me with many different punches from different angles. And I've stumbled around a little bit. Went to the corner. Listened to the council, which in many cases was myself. And I came back out swinging. Sticking and moving with the footwork, and I can see that I'm going to make it. I'm going to win this fight. And there are people rooting me on, and it's important for all of us to know that somebody's rooting them on. Like there's an Adrian, or there's a Mick. There's going to be some tough love, and there's going to be some true love, and there's going to be some struggles and some knockdowns and some failures. But you're going to. It's not always going to be pretty, but you're going to you're going to win if you keep at it. So anybody listen, I want you to know that that's, that's possible for me and you and, and, uh, I'd always love to help. Nothing better than helping people and knowing that, that maybe you can, can be instrumental in helping them solve their puzzle. Kind of like you got a freaking jigsaw puzzle or something that you can't see to solve. You can't see the obvious puzzle piece that's just going to help you complete the entire scene, right? Somebody comes up, looks over your shoulder, they got a different viewpoint, different vantage point, point. they can put it right in, and you're like, oh my god, 
can't believe you found that. Thank you. And then from there, you can you can complete the rest of it yourself. And it was helpful for me to have the Marine Corps birthday and Veterans Day and and all that because that is my strength. That is a point of strength in my life, a time of strength that you know, as you know and as I've said on many occasions it is a it was a very special time in my life in a time where God knows there were peaks and valleys and I got my ass kicked on many a time literally and figuratively and it sucked a lot but I remember, you know, the the small victories and large victories and and I remember that time that was so hard and so punishing sometimes as some of the best times of my life. Finally, I'm going to say something about time. You know, I was listening to my book again today, the um, Break the Habit of Being Yourself. When it comes to time, we often think about the old days and the heyday or like the prime of our life, right? When we, you know, we remember things, hindsight being twenty twenty. remember things being so awesome back then. And part of the reason why that is, is because we're living in the past. We need to get busy living in the future. You know, not just like walking through like a zombie, but really living, residing in the future. In, in, not in the future, in the now. You know, that, that finding that stillness, finding your center, being here now. You know, because this is how we make history. This is how we make memories by these victories today. You know? And so succeeding today and every day in its own little way and enjoying, embracing that there's going to be losses and those losses can be parlayed into to wins, to successes, that if they're like two sides of the same coin, right? Heads and tails, wins and losses. So I haven't lost anything tremendous. I'm not even... I'm just saying that there are moments this week where, despite all the philosophies and all the experience and all the motivation and all of the the alter egos and the avatars and just the wisdom that I, I feel like I have and the counsel of others, there's been moments where I've struggled And want enough to do nothing just to go to bed. Just to, just to sleep, just to forget for a few hours. And there were days that I didn't look forward to. You know? And then I bucked up. I got up. And I did it anyway. And that's the best. Because that gives you a comparison. Within a 24-hour period, as long as you are healthy, 
you wake up and you feel like shit and you're just not feeling it. You're just not feeling the whole vibe of Monday. And you get up and you get through it anyway. And it's hard and you shake your head at the same old problems. You try to change your perspective, your outlook. You try to grab hold of some cool moments and stories and small victories. That's all we can ask. And then, yes, Finish Line Friday comes up. And we can take some deep breaths and dig ourselves out of any problems that we might have and strategize and go after the next week. That graph is going to rise and fall at all times. All right? This is meant to be uplifting. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of... The acoustics might have changed because I'm sitting in the dark in the dry in the garage with the lights off and the wind blowing gently, kicking up a little bit because it's going to rain tonight and tomorrow, blowing our little freaking corn stalks against the house. And you can feel that there's a pending sigh of relief. From our society, just looking to get to the weekend. At the weekend, then they will look at social. Then they will do their laundry. Then they will knock out that paperwork or pay those bills or call that friend or have time to clean this or that. Then they'll have time to think when they're in the locker room after the game. So the next time they come out of the locker room after halftime, they can do battle again. The whole dynamic is just very interesting. Talk to you guys tomorrow.